Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hello and greetings, WICC, in Jesus' mighty name. It is God's grace that we have come to another beautiful week in the presence of God to listen to God's word and to grow in Him as we get to know Him more and more. The Bible says, those that know the Lord shall be strong and do mighty exploits for God. Last week, we heard a message from the book of Colossians. And chapter 3, we saw about how the Bible was talking to us about the mind of Christ. And I want to continue speaking this week about heaven's mind, a heavenly mind. What it would mean for you and me to walk in a powerful heavenly mind. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about four different aspects. The first thing the Bible is saying is, since then you have been raised with Christ. Since there is a life of God inside of you, since you're not dead in your transgressions, since you're not someone who is going to go to an eternity without Christ. The Bible says you have been raised with him in his resurrection. There is a resurrection power of God inside of you. Hallelujah. Since there is this resurrection power of God inside of you, God is saying, can you set your heart on things above? Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, in heavenly places, in the throne room, that your, your heart would be completely set on the things of the throne room. And then it says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So heart in the throne room and mind on the things of heaven, on the plans of heaven, on the ways of heaven. It says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And because you died, you are now hidden with Christ. That is the image God is giving about you and me. That you and I are not, we are not the front face. That we are now hidden with Christ. Christ is the front face. Because we are hidden with Christ in God, when Christ who is our life, where Christ is really our life. We are not living our life. Living in Christ, living with Christ, and living for Christ, that becomes truly our life. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Hallelujah. A time is coming when there is going to be a glorious appearing of Christ Jesus. When the Bible says, when you are hidden with Him, when He appears, you and I, will also appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. God wants to give us a new heart and a new mind. People of God, I want you and me to really have this new heart and this new mind. Imagine how happy God would be, how excited God the Father would be for you and me to carry a new heart and a new mind. God wants to not do a, a physical operation, but God wants to do a spiritual exchange. He wants a hard heart to become a soft heart for him. He wants a carnal mind 
to become a spirit-filled mind, a spirit-led mind. Hallelujah. He wants to give us this new heart and new mind. But this new heart and new mind is going to require new settings. There's going to require a change in our settings. Have you ever changed settings on a computer or settings on the phone? And you'll suddenly realize that your phone only responds to the settings that are set in. Many people live offended through life. Why do you and I live offended in many circumstances? Offended with many people. And we, some people swing between offense and forgiveness. Offense and forgiveness. One day you're willing to forgive. Another time you're living in offense. Why? Because the settings are not set in a way that we can live permanently in a position of truth. We are constantly maybe toying around with the settings. If you have set a particular setting, your life will begin to go on that journey. From the time I got saved, one of the things I set in my heart, I set in my heart that I was going to spend the rest of my life forgiving people. That became a new setting in my heart. It was not easy. It was not natural and it was not normal. Forgiveness was a choice I had to make. And every time I forgave somebody, there was a bigger test that came my way. But one thing was clear. The settings were so set, I told myself, you are not going to negotiate with the settings. I would come back to my room sometimes, offended with somebody, hurt with somebody. And I would go back to God and the Lord would remind me of the settings. And so when I would think about that settings, I told myself that I am a servant of God. I'm a slave of Christ. There is no negotiation with the setting. What was God, what was God doing with my life? He was bringing about an inside transformation to a permanent setting. Sometimes we have temporary settings and then there are those permanent settings. And I want us to have a permanent setting in our life. Why do people struggle? Even if you ever try to change the settings in your, on your phone, you probably know that some people have struggled because they don't know where the settings are. You know, my, my elderly mother, you know, got a smartphone one day and, and she decided she wanted to become trendy and just you learn to use the smartphone. And she, she uses, even now she's trying to learn. But oftentimes she knows certain things, but because of her age, she's not familiar with this new gadget. And she really does not often understand how to use the settings. She's still learning. Many people are like that. Many do not know where the settings are. They don't know, where do I find the setting? I want to fix this. I've had that problem too. On my computer many times, you know, when we changed operating system, I used to use one operating system and then I moved to another operating system. And I don't know where the settings are on this new operating system. I'm constantly wondering, where was the last thing? Where was the last time I found the setting? Many people struggle to change settings because they don't know where the settings are. Some people struggle because they do not know what the settings are. Have you, like me, looked at those settings and scratched our head and wondered, what is this setting? You know, which one? 
It asks for a number and we don't know what the number is. It asks for what kind of security would you want to sit in and, and we don't know what kind of security you want to sit in. So many people, they don't know what the settings are. Many don't know what the settings mean. I mean, if you press this and you press that, one says proxy, another one says something else and you don't know the difference between it. You don't know what the settings mean. And many do not know how to change the setting. They just don't know, you know, where to get there and how to go about it. And that is the same way with our Christian life. Many people don't know where the settings are. Many people don't know what the settings God wants us to set. Many do not know what the settings mean. As in, if you put these settings what your life is going to look like after you change these settings. And many do not know how to change the settings. Some of us have fiddled around with settings. There are computers I've fiddled around with and I've taken away many of the permissions, changed many of the settings, and then the phone just refused to work. And finally, I had to go back to factory settings. In our Christian life, God, if he has to, he, he wants us to change our settings to heaven settings. And many of us have changed some settings to heaven settings and left some other settings to, you know, our old fleshman settings. And now these two are not compatible. The fleshly mind and the heavenly mind, they are not compatible. One has got to go. And now we have mixed both of them. The only way to sort this out is hit the reset button, come back to factory settings and come back to God's original plan that God has for you. First Corinthians chapter 216 says, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. God wants us to get to the mind of Christ. When we know the mind of Christ, we begin to seek after the heavenly settings how do I, how do I go after this mind of Christ? How do I live every day with the mind of Christ? You know, I don't want anyone listening to me today to be caught up in the mixed settings where this doesn't work and that doesn't work. You see, the challenge with the mixed settings is that the human mind, which is a flesh mind, has a lot of limitations. The human mind cannot conceive the things of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.9, However, as it is written, What no eye has seen and what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those that love the Lord. Which means for us, you and me who love the Lord, the, the mind has not even conceived what great and awesome things God has prepared for us. You know, we haven't seen it because it is from another dimension. It's from another, another world, another, another setting, another sphere altogether that we cannot understand what God has prepared for us. The human mind indeed has great potential. It has great potential to study the physical realm has great potential to make great creative things, uh, has great potential to, to transform the earthly life in which we are living. If you look at the computer, you know, it is a great, it is a, it, it is a great, uh, gen, you know, ingenious idea of the human mind. The human mind has, does great research. Look at the healthcare, how much the human mind has, pro, has progressed, has done great findings, has done great stuff, but still nevertheless, the human mind with its fleshly reach has great limitations also. What is the limitation of the fleshly mind? The fleshly mind cannot understand the things of the spirit realm. 
is limited by uh, to understand the things of the spirit realm. It can connect to the spirit realm, but the fleshly mind does not understand the things of the spirit realm. He cannot comprehend. He cannot. He cannot comprehend. He can't figure it out. And that is why, when the things of the spirit, when God begins to speak to us about the things of the spirit, we are not able to comprehend the things of the spirit. When God wants to speak to about uh, us about a plan that God has for us, we are not able to comprehend it in the fleshly mind in its own limitation. That's why we need to plug into the Holy Spirit. The flesh mind cannot perceive. Sometimes God is wanting to explain it to us, but we can't perceive. You know, this morning I was reading the book of Revelation. I've been reading Revelation for a while now. And the number of things in it that the flesh mind cannot perceive. And I have to constantly ask the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, can you explain this to me? Can you teach me? Can you help me understand? Why? Because the things of the Spirit, only the Holy Spirit can help us understand. The fleshly mind cannot fathom. Neither can the fleshly mind believe the things of the Spirit. The flesh mind or the human mind often wants to believe only what he can see, what he can feel, what he can touch. And that is why God, you know, he wants to teach us how to live in a heavenly mind. Heaven's mind understands heavenly things because it does not live only in the physical realm. The physical mind struggles to believe. That is why in today's rational world, many people are trying to believe, they say. How do I believe what God has for me? The fleshly mind struggles to believe. He struggles to believe because the things of God, the Bible says, if any man comes to God, he must come believing. So if anyone comes to God and he must come believing, then that that person must have an intense communication with the Holy Spirit to receive from the Holy Spirit, to be able to believe the things of God. People of God, just with our human mind, we cannot believe. There has to be a connection to a heavenly mind or a transformation to a heavenly mind. The human mind cannot receive the things of the Spirit. That's why God wants you to exchange your mind. God wants you to give up some of the things that the limitations of the human mind and plug in the physical mind with the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can transform a physical mind into heaven's mind. The, the, the physical mind either fo- follows the program of the human carnal lifestyle or it begins to follow the program of the Holy Spirit. And God wants you to give up the old program, the old nature, the old belief systems, the old responses. And he wants you to retrain your life with a new belief system. How does this happen? This happens when God through the Spirit renews you. A regeneration begins to happen. Uh, uh, if you may, a reformation or a, a, a seeking of heaven uh, begins to happen in our life and a submission of our will unto God's will. All this happens when we begin our journey with God. People of God, have you begun your journey with God? Then God wants to bring about a transformation. Because the end of walking in a carnal mind, the Bible says, is death. Anything you do with a carnal mind, you may be born again, but anything you do in the carnal mind realm will lead you and me to death, to a spiritual death. Romans 8 and verse 6 says, the mind governed by the flesh is death. 
which means a mind the mind submits to a government the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace so what really is the carnal mind and the spiritual mind it is a mind submitted to a government and many times even though we come to a new government order under Jesus Christ under heaven's government our mind still is used to some of the ways of the old government in our nation i drive around but when i go to some of the nations even though i have an international license i often hesitate to drive why because i'm not so sure i have given up the ways of driving here and switching on to a new mode of driving and so in the same way if i drive the same way as i drive here in some other nations where they follow a very different rule of law oh somebody is going to get hurt really bad so people of god i want you to know if you try to operate in heaven's realm with a with a mindset of fear with a mindset of suspicion with a mindset of uh, anger and revenge if a mindset that is so submitted to carnal thinking you are going to get hurt really really bad and then we'll get hurt angry with god we'll get angry with man and we will get angry with ourselves that is not the will of god people of god if you have seen anyone walk in the spirit anyone walk a life of the holy spirit a mind that is filled with god a mind that is set on heaven you if you've seen them walk a life of victory i want you to know you must desire that so so wonderfully so much god wants us to pursue this heavenly mind with all our heart with everything that is within us this mind is so important and that like we saw last week that's why satan is trying so hard to get your mind he wants to fill your mind with doubt he wants to fill your mind with fear he wants to fill your mind with unbelief he wants to fill your mind with worldly thoughts he wants to fill your mind with the things that you're used to thinking normally and that's why satan wants to keep believers from focusing on the living and active word of god which is so powerful and he wants you to focus on his words on his thoughts and you know the battle is in the mind realm and in the heavenly realms satan understands the battle of the mind because if he's got your mind and my mind he's got our soul if he's let me say that again if he's got your mind he's got your soul if he's got your soul he's got your eternity because he constantly puts words in your mind that tell you to do things to destroy your life which eventually will destroy your eternity and my eternity constantly we are told thoughts oh be angry be angry with that person but the bible says be angry do not sin which means there is a righteous way of being angry what how is that by 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 converting that into doing the will of god into doing heavenly things forgiving uh, you know be understanding the will of god walking in the will of god so god wants us to walk in that and and the bible says in romans 7 the bible says that there is a battle that goes on in the mind and apostle paul understood that battle in romans in chapter 7 he understood that battle so so clearly so powerfully he understood and he said he said from verse 7 chapter 7 verse 7 onwards the bible says what shall we say then is lost sin made never be on contrary i would not have come to no sin except through the law he said sin became i became conscious of sin because god gave a law and i would not have known about coveting 
unless God said in the law, do not covet. But sin took opportunity through the commandment, which is the Ten Commandments he's talking about, and produces in me coveting of every kind. And he says, so this was really good. The law brought about an understanding of this. But, and I once lived apart from the law, but when the commandments came, there I died. So the Bible is saying the law was good because it gave me an understanding. The law is holy. The commandments are holy because it helped me understand the things of God. Now, but in verse 14 of Romans 7, it says, For we know the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold into a bondage of sin. For that which I am doing, I do not understand. Paul is bringing about the dichotomy. One side of him, he's saying, the, the thing which I am doing, I do not want, I do not understand. For, uh, for I am not practicing what I would like to do. Which means the heavenly mind or the spirit of God is telling me to do certain things and I don't want, I'm not practicing that. But I'm doing the very things I hate. But if I do the very things, I do not wish to do. I agree with the law and I'm confessing it's good. So now, no longer am I the one who's doing it, but sin which dwells in me. So Paul is saying there is a sin nature inside of me. When one side of me wants to do the will of God and the other side wants to do the will of the flesh. For I know that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh. For the wishing is present, but the doing of good is not. For the good that I wish I do not do. I long to do good, but I'm not able to do that. But I practice the very evil which I do not wish. How many times you and I have felt that? The things I really want to do, I'm not able to do. The things I really don't want to do, I don't know why I end up doing again and again and again. But if I'm doing the very things I do not wish, I no longer am the one doing but sin which dwells in me. I find the principle of evil present in me, the one who wishes to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God. He's saying my heart agrees with the commandments of God. My heart really agrees with the will of God. Concurs to the commandments of God in the inner man. But I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind. Now there we go. So my heart is saying, obey the law of God, but my mind is saying, don't go after that. Don't go after the, the, the commandments of God. So there's a law in the mind which my mind has submitted to, making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is my member. So what is he saying? I have become a prisoner of sin because my mind has decided that I'm going to go after sin. So on one side, my heart is telling me don't, don't sin. But because my heart is telling me don't sin, it does not mean that I'm free from sin. Why? Because my mind is setting itself on doing sin. My mind knows my heart doesn't want to sin, but my mind is setting on the fact that it's okay, go ahead and sin. So there's a different, there's a law of my mind making me a prisoner to the law of sin which is in my body. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of death? Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord. So that on one side, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God on the other side with my flesh, the law of sin. So my heart through the mind is saying, you know, the, the real desire of the heart is saying, I want to follow God, but my mind is set on sin. And he says, therefore now in Romans 8 and verse 1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So he says there's something new that is happening when we come to Christ Jesus. There is a, even though there is this battle, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. For the law of the Spirit 
spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of death, sin and death. Well, there is a new law that is coming. This law is not a law of the, of the flesh. It's a law of the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Spirit of God coming inside of you is going to help you renew this mind. So how do we get out of this, this battle? It is by the renewing of a mind. How? Through the Holy Spirit. When you allow the Holy Spirit to come in your heart, there is a new government that comes in. A new government order. We are saying, I don't want to follow the old government. I want to follow this new government. A new government order that is coming into my life. A change of government in the mind from the desires of the flesh and the will of Satan to the will of God. This is what God wants you and me to do. So in this change of government, I believe God wants to affect a change in every aspect of our life. When, when God's government comes in, we begin to take instructions from his word. And God wants to bring an end to the earthly mind. Philippians chapter 3 verse 19 says, Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. God wants us to move from setting our mind constantly on earthly things. Does that mean we're not supposed to take care of earthly things? No, God wants us to take care of things on earth. But the Bible says we need to take care of our family. We need to take care of things, of everyday needs and businesses of everyday life. But that cannot be done without having eternal perspective in mind. Why we're doing that. Why we're living in a particular way. So when God brings an end of the earthly things, there is a change in the way we do things. James in chapter 3 talks about the uh, a wisdom which is from heaven and a wisdom which is from earth. The Bible says wisdom which is from heaven is peaceable and, and it is full of mercy and good fruits and reasonable and unwavering without hypocrisy. When we go in heavenly wisdom, many people, their homes break down, their marriages break down because they're unable to walk in heavenly wisdom, being reasonable, being forgiving, being tender hearted, being kind. Uh, you know, many others uh, struggle with being uh, honest and being integrated in heavenly wisdom. Many aspects of heavenly wisdom transform our life. What is it about heavenly wisdom? The Bible says the wisdom from above is first of all pure and peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits. But the, the wisdom from, uh, from below, from earth, is earthy, natural and demonic. For its selfishness and jealousy and all kinds of things. So God wants us to make that shift from an earthly mindset to heavenly mindset. So in this heavenly mindset, we see that living with a heavenly mind has three primary passions or priorities. The first thing you see about a heavenly mind, that a heavenly mindset is connected to heaven's life. You see that there is a fellowship a strong relationship with God. A heavenly minded person, Jesus was constantly wanting to speak to the Father. Constantly wanted to hear from the Father. Know that the life of the Father would flow through him. He was in fellowship with the Father. The Bible says in 1 John 1.3, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. You see that heavenly fellowship with heavenly father became a very, very paramount part of heaven's lifestyle 
that that the the heavenly mind wants to be connected with the life of heaven the father's relationship in this life of heaven there is an obedience to the word that is there there's a passionate pursuit of god's word you know there is a there is somehow a love for god's word from the time i got saved i begin to read god's word i begin to meditate on god's word god's word became part of my lifestyle because a heavenly mind wants to be connected with heaven's life there are times i would read god's word and meditate on god's word one particular story i share so often was I was a young college student and and I was reading through the word of God and I used to constantly wonder how do I find the will of God how do I find the will of God and one day as I was reading the word of God from Romans in chapter 12 I saw in there do not be any longer conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind by which you will know the perfect pleasing per will of God in your life and when I saw that I suddenly understood oh the key to understand God's will is by renewing the mind I got so excited I jumped out of my room I got I took I took the bike and drove over to my pastor's house I ran into his place and knocked the door and I said pastor I found it I found it I found it I found how to find the will of God he was so it was it was about 7 in the morning I was so excited about God's word I was a young boy I just dashed into their home so excited about God's word you see God's word got me so excited that word of God can actually transfer I don't recommend breaking into your pastor's house or knocking on the door early in the morning I don't recommend that but that was the childish me I was so excited about God's word when you're connected with heaven's life you're in fellowship with the father and you are in pursuit of God's word there is a there is a pursuit of God's word in your heart not just that there is a plugging into heaven's atmosphere when you are in connected to heaven's life you are going after the presence of God There's a plugging into heaven's atmosphere. Heaven's atmosphere is constantly your desire. You know, people who love the life of heaven, they when they come into the worship services, they know that there is an anointing. There is a plugging into heaven's atmosphere. There's a pursuit of the presence of God. His presence became the most important thing of my mind. The heavenly mind that began to come into my mind began to tell me pursue the presence of God. and everywhere i went i would go after the presence i said god if your presence doesn't go i don't want to go lord i'd like to go to that nation but if your presence doesn't go i don't want to go lord i'd like to maybe get, be you know uh, you know in that job but your if your presence doesn't go i don't want to be there some of you might say i'd love to be married to that person but if your presence is not going with it i don't want to do that so his presence becomes the most important thing that's what moses said He said God if your presence doesn't go with us Lord I don't want to take these people into that place I don't want to go alone I want the people of Israel to go with me heaven's life you plug into heaven's presence What else about heaven's life when one is connected to heaven's life God you begin to see heaven's plan behind every circumstance Somehow there is a stability There's a stability in the midst of every circumstance when the winds blow and the waves blow and the storms come there is a stability that comes in your life for we know that God works all things together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose somehow we begin to see God behind it there's a stability in our circumstance we're not like tossed around with every every circumstance you know the bible says Paul Paul says for Demas has loved the world and he has left me and gone 
you know demas was somebody who was walking with paul who was serving with paul but when the when the lust of the world got too much for him to handle he left paul and he went away after the things of the world john mark he wanted to follow paul but when the persecution got too hard for him he left and he walked away and went back to his hometown you know heaven's life when you're connected to heaven's life when you're connected to heaven's life you are pursuing god no matter what the circumstance that is happening in your life there is a peace of god that is in your heart heaven's mind connected to heaven's life is at peace whatever happens there's a peace philippians 4 6 and 7 says do not be anxious about anything but in everything make your prayer and supplication known unto god and the peace of god that passeth all understanding will fill your heart and mind you know whatever circumstance comes your way there is a peace that begins to rule over on the outside there may be a storm but on the inside there is a peace are you a man and woman that is living in the peace of god are you living in the peace of god this peace that passeth all understanding or are you allowing your circumstances to just drive you crazy so many people are hurting themselves they're hurting their mind because there is no peace in their mind if you live in heaven's life there begins when you're connected heaven's mind connected to heaven's life there is a peace that is there what you can hear bad news and the bad news won't shake you because you know that god is in control for we know that all things work together for good for them that love god and are called according to god's purpose when you live heaven's life there's a heaven's nature there's an understanding of god's nature you know you begin to understand why god would do certain things why god would plan something in a particular way why god would do something and that happens actually as the years go by the day i was born again i didn't understand everything i had many questions i had questions only that the years begin to answer the more i begin to know christ the more i begin to understand the will of god so in your life and my life god is calling us to know him apostle paul says in philippians chapter 3 verse 9 and particular verse 10 and verse 8 onwards in fact what is more i consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing jesus christ my lord you see paul was saying i had so many things i could boast in but when i compare that to knowing christ Oh nothing compares to knowing Christ everything pales in comparison to knowing Christ he says i have lost all these things i consider it garbage i consider it dung that i may gain christ hallelujah he's saying everything which was to my boast i now consider garbage compared to being found in christ gaining christ hallelujah that i may gain christ philippians 3:10 says i want to know christ and i want to know the power of his resurrection the fellowship the participation of his suffering becoming like him in his death that i may somehow attain the resurrection from the dead people of god you know it to have heaven's mind when you have heaven's mind there is a peace of god there's a your understanding of god's nature there is a seeing the hand of god behind every circumstance there is an obedience to the word of god there is a fellowship with the father that happens there is a pursuit of the presence of god there is a guidance of the holy spirit when his presence guides you he begins to speak to you he begins to fill your heart there is a guidance those that are led by the spirit of god become the sons of god and we begin to understand there's a guidance of the holy spirit and there is a longing 
to go back home to be with Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5:2 meanwhile we groan. He says on the outside we are wasting we are being broken down on the outside we are we are you know crumbling we are not able to hold under all the pressure. But meanwhile we groan longing to be clothed instead with a heavenly dwelling. There is a saying there's a longing for heaven's dwelling. Maranatha come soon Lord Jesus. The Bible says come soon come Jesus come Jesus. There is a longing to go home and be with the father. And that longing is not because you're tired of earth because God won't keep you in a place that is bad for you. The longing is because you're excited about heaven. Hallelujah. Many people they just want to die because they're tired of earth. When you want to die because you're tired of earth is because you haven't understood the plan of God. Or you've not understood how you can change to a heavenly mindset. My, uh, mindset but when you are longing for heaven because of the presence of god that is the right mindset that you are ready with so when you have heaven's mindset you are first connected to heaven's life and then second you are connected to heaven's nature when you are pursuing heavenly mindset you are connected to heaven's nature the law of god becomes your the greatest desire of your heart the word of god james chapter 1 verse 22 says do not merely listen to the word of god and deceive yourselves do what it says when you have heavenly mindset there is a passion to do the will of god the bible says don't deceive yourself you know a lot of people they read the word of god but this is where they fail they fail in application of god's word there is an understanding there's a revelation there's all of that but they forget to apply and this is why you need to go after applying god's word and when you apply god's word you don't deceive yourself second timothy 2:15 says do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed who correctly handles the word of god so when you walk in heaven's mindset there is a manifestation of the nature of god in you secondly that's what happens this manifestation or this walking in heaven's nature that comes in your life this begins to reveal a character in you you begin to say yes to humility you begin to say yes to honesty you begin to say yes to forgiveness there is a character that comes philippians 2:5 to 11 says have this mind which was in christ jesus even though he was in very nature christ he humbled himself have this humility the mind of christ begins to transform your character first john 2:6 says he that saith he abideth in christ in him ought himself also so to walk as he walked there is a nature change there's a nature change colossians 3:19 says husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them i want you to particular focus on the second part listen guys husbands love your wives the second part says do not be harsh with them the bible does not permit us husbands to be harsh with our wives the bible tells us be gentle i know many 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 wives are saying preach it pastor listen to me husbands do not be harsh which means bible says let there be a transformation in our nature let there not be an angry word that's coming from our mouth let there be gentleness let there be kindness let there not be harshness but here first peter 3 1 also says wives in the same way 
Submit yourself to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word, which means they don't walk in the word, don't believe the word, they may be won over with, without words by the behavior of their wives. You know what that means? Wives, behave gently, lovingly, in humility with your husbands. Behave in a godly way. If you have heaven's mindset, you have heavenly behavior. Do you have heavenly behavior? If you don't have heavenly behavior, there needs to be a transformation of heavenly mindset. Husbands, do you have heavenly behavior? Is there a harshness in your words with your wife? If there is harshness, there needs to be a heavenly mindset that comes in. So what is this? There's, there's a running away from immorality. If you have heaven's mind, you run away from ungodliness. And there is a transformation. There is heaven's nature. So firstly, there is a pursuit after heaven's life. Secondly, there is a, a transformation into heaven's nature. Walking in heaven's nature. And finally, when you have the mind of Christ, there is a responding to heaven's call. There is a responding to heaven's call. From the time I got saved, everything in my heart told me, let's go after Jesus. Let's go after this call of God. God wants you to follow the call of God. In Luke's Gospel 5, the Bible says Peter left everything and followed him. Andrew, they asked him, asked Jesus, where, where, where do you stay? He said, come and see. He left everything and followed him. Matthew, the tax collector, left everything. He had much to lose, left everything and followed him. If you have heaven's mindset, the mark of heaven's mindset within you is thirdly, you will respond to heaven's call. This call of heaven makes you love the church of the living God. In your relationships to one another, you love the church, you love God's people, you love the family of God. Something in your heart will be telling you, I need to live for the church, I need to live for the people of God, serve the people of God, I need to do this. The Bible says that there is a love for the church of the living God. We need to be considerate about the brothers and the sisters. Romans 14, 13 says, Therefore let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. So if you really love God, you will respond to God's call. God's call to love the church. God's call to love the brothers and sisters. Trying not to put a stumbling block, but to serve God and God's people. We will love the church. We will stand in unity. We will be one. Acts 4.32 says, All the believers were with one heart and with one mind. Hallelujah. What a beautiful picture that we love the church of God. When we begin to respond to God's call, there is an authority that comes upon us. All authority in heaven and earth is given to me. Therefore, you go in my name. There is an authority that comes. You know, the disciples came back to Jesus and said, they says, even demons flee in your name. And Jesus was, he, you know, he said, he, he's giving that authority to you and me. When we respond to his call, he gives us his authority. He not only gives us authority, he also releases his power upon us. Ephesians chapter 119 says, and his incomparably great power, which is for us who believe that power is the same as his mighty strength, which is working within us. So when you begin to respond to God's call, you begin to see the authority. They looked at Jesus and said, he has authority. He seems to be somebody has authority. And I want you to know you will enjoy that authority of God when you respond to the call of God. If you respond to the call of God, you will know who your enemies are. Flesh and blood is not your enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. It says like this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities, against demonic hosts. Your, your battles against demonic hosts. 
you will know flesh and blood is not your enemy. If you respond to God's call, you will know that God wants you to live to obey God. You see, to understand heaven's mandate. You when you respond to heaven's call, you will understand heaven's mandate. What is that? That is to reach the lost. When you understand that you got to respond to God's call, the burden for the lost become your burden. Everything inside of you tells you I want to live for this. I want to pursue this. That is why the Bible says go into all the world and make disciples of every nation. Matthew 28 verse 19 and 20 teaching them, baptizing them, teaching them to obey all things. The lost, the lost, the lost. Those who don't know Jesus, that is heaven's call upon your life and my life. And finally when we respond, when we have a mindset of heaven and we respond to the call of God, we live for heaven's reward. For we know this light and momentary suffering is nothing compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. 2 Timothy 4:8 says, "Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness not only for me but for all of you that are looking and waiting for his coming." James 1:12 says, "Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, having stood the test, the person will receive the crown of life." People of God, I want you to know if you're responding to heaven's call, 1 Peter 5:4 says, "When the chief shepherd appears for those of you that are serving god when the chief shepherd appears you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade away people of god i want you to know respond to god's call and if you respond to god's call when the chief shepherd appears you will receive a crown of glory that will never fade because the earthly crowns they will all fade the olympian crowds of the ancient greek they used to get a celery crown they would all fade away but heaven's crown will never fade away. And I want you to know that is why God wants you to have this heaven's mind to renew the mind. When you renew the mind, the heavenly mind will go after heaven's life. A heavenly mind will have heaven's nature and a heavenly mind will respond to heaven's call. God bless you as you get transformed into a heaven's mind. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in.